<laughs> right on. Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Melanie Curtis. And I'm Jason Maletsky. <laughs> Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Amen. If you want to find us on the internet, family, go to our website or our Instagram, trustthejourney.today. Uh, yeah. Join us in the Trust the Journey family. It's a new year. If you want some extra support, we welcome you in there. All you need to do is donate on Patreon at any amount. So if you would like to join us in that group, it's a private group on Facebook. You go to our website, scroll down, donate on Patreon, and we'll add you add you in there. And and like we said, any amount will will help you. We'll have you join us. So yeah, that's it. We love you and just so grateful you're always with us every time we are out in the world in this way and let's dive in yeah and if you're a first-time listener welcome to the show we're so happy to have you here with us today we are doing a deep dive on intuition we're talking about that inner knowing that gut feeling that you know intuition what does it mean to us? How has it served us? When has it been there for us? How do we learn to recognize it? How do we differentiate it? What are the things about intuition that stand out for us? Yeah. I like that we, in thinking about what to do for this episode, Jay was like, what do you want to talk about? And, you know, there's some ideas. I'm like, well, it's the new year. We've already talked about our goals and this and that. And, and uh, I was like, we... Our original format of of doing the show is picking a topic, or it used to be was, you know, we do obviously lots of different things, but we picked a singular topic and we would just really deep dive on it. And I was feeling that around intuition because in leading the demonstration jump team that I'm a member of, that I'm a co-captain of Highlight, we've had to basically make some tough decisions recently around training or not because of COVID. And the reason it stuck out to me as a topic is because, you know, you're trying to be optimistic. You're trying to be patient to see how a situation, the situation evolves, how it, you know, actually unfolds. And then it just, want, it's one of those things where when it becomes clear that it's time to so basically what we did, we decided to postpone our training camp that I was supposed to be flying to in a week. And it feels very, very much the right decision. You know what I mean? But it was an interesting moment of feeling like, yes, this is this is the right thing to do before we made the decision, but trying to really be patient, not rush a decision, not rush movement. You know what I mean? But then it was one of those things where it's like, it's clear, this is the right decision to make. And, and we made it and we took action on that. And so that felt really good because it's an intuitively aligned decision. But it's also one that took, meaning, uh, that intuition, that intuitive clarity took away the question marks that remained. You know what I mean? Once it sort of tipped, the question marks were far overpowered by the intuitive choice. So the first 
kind of concept or question that comes up for me when we put this topic on the table is differentiating intuition, instinct from ego and from kind of our thinking mind, right? Mm -hmm. So ego is more of a subconscious mind it's it's not something we're really aware of it's it's maybe driving our thoughts or our actions but it's not usually in the forefront of like a conscious decision making uh it's underneath and then we have like our 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 logic brain like trying to work out decisions because this is the things we have to use to make our evaluative decision. And so we have our thinking mind and we have our subconscious and then somewhere in the middle there, somewhere there's this kind of gut instinct or intuition. And I very much think it, it resides in our gut brain, mm-hmm. right? In the part of our, our body that actually holds knowledge that's in our bellies yeah. uh, versus the part that's like cerebral in our head. And the big question that comes for me is telling them apart. Yeah, absolutely. How do we we tell them apart? Oh, yeah. That's the biggest question I – well, maybe not the biggest question, but it's one of the big questions that I am consistently engaging in my life coaching work with clients is how does one discern intuition from fear and from, you know, just – the ego wanting to do something because they want it to be true. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Like the, where I can see this in practice in my own life is in, in dating. And so if I'm out there in the world wanting to, if I like someone wanting to, I could easily be like, Oh, intuitively this person feels very safe and good. And, and I trust my body and its reaction to a person, stuff like that. And I don't just mean sexually. I mean, like intuitively, like, do I feel safe around a person? Do I feel connected? That type of stuff. And it's a cool area to look at intuition in because it's, in my experience, emotion can be easily, oh, you want a connection to be real, right, before, and you want to rush into a connection. And it's not just dating. This can happen in friendship as well. It can happen in the workplace. It can happen anywhere where you're wanting an outcome to transpire, where your emotion can trick you and you can go, oh, that's my intuition saying this is right. And that can have us rush in. So learning through those experiences and then to go, wait, what actually does my intuition feel like in this realm of life, in relating with other humans? What does it feel like when I'm in nature? What does it feel like when I am typing on my computer or processing ideas? What does it feel like, et cetera? Does that, you know what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. I mean, tell me if you agree with this or not, but it feels like, there's something in our life experience where the whole point of it is learning to differentiate between our higher knowing, that instinctual, I know the answer to this, I know what I should be doing, our our conscience, our conscience. Right. That's what I think our, our parents would call it that a lot, like your conscience knows better. You know, like <laughs> right. your conscience is like, I know the difference between right and wrong, right? Right, yeah, and sure. Before I'm ever taught what right and wrong is, 
I'm born into the world knowing the difference. Mm -hmm. And that is our intuition. That's our instinct. And the, I want something for myself in my life, or I've had an experience and now I have a memory relationship to that experience. So now there's some, you know, trauma or some expectation or some attachment to something. Those are, you know, learned conditions, you know, versus a a pre-existing knowing, a a higher awareness. Yeah, for sure. And it it spans any gamut, you know, like you brought up dating and that's, that's an easy one. Like in the sense where for me, I immediately go, when I think intuition and dating, there's like the body and the mind or the body and the heart kind of thing are very different things, right? Um, we get them all jumbled up all the time. <laughs> yeah, for big sure. Freaking mess out of them, you yeah, know. Or like totally. we throw them all in the pot, and they're all one big thing. And we're like, no, yeah. these are very different things, right? Like what we need sexually, and what we need intimately, and what we need in a in friendships mm-hmm. are all very, very separate elements. And what works for us in different areas can be can be entirely different, you know. So. I think about um, a relationship that I had when I was younger and all the, it checked all the boxes, like a beautiful girl and we like all the same things mm-hmm. and it's just check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. And I just go down the list and I'm like, yeah, and everything about this is perfect. And then my intuition just says, this is not right. Mm-hmm. Like there's just no, I cannot ignore what my body is telling me yeah about, that's what about, i meant when i said body yeah. before yeah because it's yeah. different than a sexual attraction to someone the body telling you some a message intuitively is very different than a sexual attraction in my experience totally. i read yeah, them absolutely. very differently yeah <laughs> yeah so but that's the thing that can be so easily confused right like we can be very sexually attracted to somebody but know that they're just the, not the right person for us you know mm-hmm. in whatever the context is whether it's that that they're not the right person for us sexually or that they're not the right person to be in a relationship with Mm -hmm. you know whatever it might be or the other way around they might be a great sexual partner and not somebody to be in a relationship beyond that with you Mm -hmm. know yeah and it's interesting like it does in my experience it takes experience to learn what that feels like for each of us as in Typically for me, in all realms of relationship and life and <laughs> the unicorn, <laughs> Jay on the video, Jay's like pulling his uniform, unicorn that's doing the head unicorn's down. unicorn's peeking into the picture. He wants some attention. <laughs> it's so awesome. My intuition is telling me that unicorn is awesome. <laughs> but uh, what I was saying is it's it takes experience to learn and discern these feelings and motivations and drivers from each other, a.k.a. in my experience in life, being brave to take action or to lean into a connection or to lean into a love relationship or to lean into a friendship hasn't been my problem. (laughs) You know what I mean? My problem is not the unwillingness to do something. I'm, I'm willing to act. You know what I mean? I'm willing to move forward. It's it's uh, much less typical for me to feel immobilized, to feel paralyzed in inaction. It does happen sometimes. That's you. It's usually create uh, connected to my creative work when I feel more stuck and immobilized. It's less 
present for me in relating in relationship in all types of realms. It definitely can show up there. But so anyway, where that goes for me is I've had experiences where I've experienced the pain of being wrong about, oh, that wasn't my gut. That was me, my unconscious pattern of being desperate for connection. Oh, that's what that was. Now, okay, great. Do some work to heal that. Now, what's the, what do I feel? What do I think the next time I'm in an experience where I'm thinking a connection is really wonderful? I just take a little bit more time to discern what does this feel like? Is this my intuition? Do I feel safe? Do I trust this experience? And that's working really well for me. And what you were speaking on there, I also understand that as ego. Where mm-hmm, absolutely, if there's a pattern of expectation that it's some version of ourself thinks we need something yes. to be fulfilled, mm-hmm. to f- like the, we're less than whole yep. kind of concept, and that we need something else, and that concept is is based in ego, from at least from my understanding of what that means. Yeah, I mean, again, language can vary from person to person. So if if the if you listening don't resonate with the word ego, but you resonate more with trauma or or ideology or, you know, it could be any number of things. But yeah, ego is comprised of in what I would say, all of those things together that are not the connected, spiritual, intuitive, like self. (laughs) But yeah. So I think about intuition. um, When the topic was posed and we we were thinking about that we were going to talk about it, I start thinking to myself, all right, well, where are all the ways that intuition and e- and instinct appear in my life? How do they resonate for me? Where are the times where they're most obvious? And I typically think about my times in nature. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones that push forward for me right away where my decision-making is based on a hybrid uh, model of knowing better, being educated about something, having experience in something, having an education in something, having an awareness of of some of the elements Mm -hmm. that are involved, but also then weighing that against my intuition. Mm -hmm. They're pretty much equally balanced, right? Where I'm like, all right, I have a lifetime of experience playing outdoors, I know how to read weather. I know how to use the tools that I have. I know how to read maps. I know how to read the landscape. I've got all the things that are involved. But then I have this other part of me that's just a gut that just says whether to do something or not. Mm-hmm. And it's incredible how powerful, even if all the boxes are checked green on one side. And this is the same thing, right? Like everything could say, this is a go. And there's just some part of me that just feels wrong about it. Mm-hmm. Then that will push over, supersede everything else. Mm-hmm. And I think I've learned this through skydiving, base jumping, motorcycles, surfing, you know, risk-taking activities mm-hmm. and learning that like, if you're not feeling it, you shouldn't be doing it, right? You shouldn't yeah. feel in it first and there's a you put it on the table right away as soon as we started talking you were like telling the difference between fear Mm -hmm. and intuition because fear will try and present itself as 
intuition or instinct to say, oh, this, you know, this underlying sense of worry or sense of fear or unknowing will try to supplant itself in the position to say, if you don't have enough information here, you shouldn't take this risk. But really, we got to find the line to say, well, that's just fear. That's just, that's just me being afraid of something. I really do know all the things I knew and I am feeling it here. I can, I'm not going to let that overwhelm me. And so it's this interesting juggling game oh, so of all the different things, right? And we just have to be, I think that's what it comes down to is if we are, aren't in flow, if we're feeling like we can't keep the balls in the air, well, something in there is wrong, you know, and we need to pay attention to that something, whatever it is, and get better listening to it and knowing, yeah, okay, maybe I need to step back here and at least observe what are the pieces. Yeah, and, you know? and interesting, not surprising that this shows up magnified in nature for you. And because for me, I immediately go, it definitely shows up magnified for me in relationship. Like I've said, since the dawn of existence, <laughs> that connection in, is such a huge, huge deal in my life, both on, on both ends of the spectrum, both fear and, and hugely divine connection. And in some of those experiences for me, where I've ended up in, and I say relationship, but I mean that very broadly, work relationships, friendships, where it hasn't been intuitively clear at the start, where I couldn't get a clear read on a person at the beginning, and that person, that relationship evolved into something truly wonderful, right? So it's not that you have to have this my intuition tells me this is the right way to go. You know, it's more like because the other side of the intuition coin for me, where it shows up very powerfully, so it's in relating, but it's also in the assessment of danger. As in, what I have had experiences in my life where I've been in the presence of danger. And it has been an intuitive read of like, get the fuck out of here. And I mean this relative to people. I don't know if I've shared this story. It's really awful. But if I haven't, I'd like to just share it again briefly. But I used to work uh, in Los Angeles and I worked at the investment bank and I basically parked really early in the morning because the market hours were the East Coast. So I didn't want to pay the $300 a month to park at the building. So I, because I was there so early, I got a parking spot on the street. And so I'd have to walk like not too far, but I'd have to walk in the dark in the morning with pretty much no one around early in the morning. And one morning, and this, oh gosh, I'm probably what, 20, 25 24 years old, something like that. One morning, I'm walking on the sidewalk and a a man is walking toward me and just another person. And my intuition told me super clearly to like stay away from this person, to like cross the street or just do something to avoid being in close proximity with this person. I didn't listen to it. I kept walking and... As I passed this person, he said, like, basically right to my ear, want to fuck? Like, it was terrifying. It was so terrifying. I started running. I literally started running. Like, nothing happened. 
Like I didn't get attacked, but it was super, super scary. And I'll never forget that in terms of I knew my intuition told me to like avoid that interaction. And so anyway, I'm very lucky. I count myself very grateful that that happened because I now listen. So like if I feel like – because. A part of it is the people pleaser, the ego part of me where I was trying not to make someone feel weird or, you know, kind of be like that person in social situations that was afraid of conflict of any kind. That was what drove that because, whoa, what would this person think if I crossed the street? You know what I mean? It's just it's so preposterous that that type of thought could drive me to put myself in what is perceptibly a dangerous situation. But now... I totally know to listen to those types of intuitions when I get them. So So, anyway, I just wanted to share the distinction because it's very clear for me that they exist both in the the realm of danger and in the realm of connection. So tell me if you would agree with this. I feel like when it comes to other people that it's probably easiest to recognize that inner awareness of an external energy, right? Um, I, people have energy. People are surrounded by fields of energy. We are putting off an energetic cloud of this is what I'm vibing on. This is the person that I am. You see somebody walking towards you and they are just smiles and rainbows and you recognize (laughs) their their beautiful energy right away, yeah. right? And you see somebody that's grumpy and miserable or you see somebody that's dangerous, that's got malintent, and it's so easy to pick up on body language, on facial expressions, and on just the energy that those people put out. So, you know, if you're a listener and you're thinking, well, how do I know, you know, what are the cues, what are the triggers, what are the things for me to look for? You can practice learning to recognize your intuition or your instinct by looking at key examples that sit on very um, either end of the spectrum. So when you see somebody that's full of light and love and you just absolutely feel like they are invited in right away, you feel completely safe with somebody, that's your intuition telling you a read on that person based on all the different things that give us the clues that we need. And then alternately... If you see somebody that makes you feel very uncomfortable very quickly, you know, you're like, oh, this person's in a bad place in their own energy. They could possibly be a threat to me because their, you know, their own energy is off. Uh, And just using those examples as key things to reference, then we can get better at picking up on the subtleties of things that are kind of closer to the middle where they're in more of a gray area and harder to know the difference between or things that change, mm-hmm. you know, like very often humans are not stable, <laughs> never, rarely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stable, my energy right? has changed over the years. No doubt. Yeah, and, 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 you know, we change yeah. from hour to hour, minute to minute. Like we could be with somebody who we love being around. And then maybe as soon as they have a drink or two, you're like, see you later. Right. You, yeah, know? Good and, point. you know, energy just shifted, point. you know, or we get in pain or some trauma comes up or whatever. And so, so people's energies change. And, um, I, I found it very interesting that when you put this version of instinct or intuition up for us to examine, like, okay, in relationship to other people, here's an example. I find it 
easy when it comes to other people when they're on either end of the spectrum more challenging when people are more in the middle and you can't really tell the difference when somebody kind of goes on either side of the line a little bit you know Mm -hmm. it takes more tuning into the subtleties where where my own intuition comes to the surface for me is when there is nobody else involved Mm. when it's just me that's what you have trouble with that you said well that's where i think it it's really like it's more about kind of a meditation practice, okay. you know, of learning to hear ourselves. Um, I find it much easier when there's when it's about somebody else. Like somebody else, I'm I'm cued right away um, by their energy. Yeah. But if if it doesn't have to do with anybody else, like a great example is if I sit in my own meditation practice and I listen to my own thoughts and I see my thoughts appearing and I note what thoughts are appearing. And I recognize them. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm remembering something. All right, oh, I'm anticipating something. All right, I'm, I'm imagining something. Oh, I'm dwelling on something. <laughs> I just have these all these different things going on. I'm just observing thoughts. But then sometimes there's a difference. Sometimes there's a thought that's kind of like, uh, your your consciousness is coming to the surface. And this this is where I like, I've been practicing this. Um, putting labels on what I'm, what am I like, not what is my thought, but what type of thought cool. am I having? And when something is just a, like a, a consciousness bubble, mm-hmm. it's just an awareness rises up. Yeah, I'm not predicting the future. I'm not dwelling on the past. I'm not like attaching to an idea. It's just a thoughtfulness, just a thought around an idea that's like, here's something that's presence, mm-hmm. presence in my mind. And it's just put a note next to it. You know, I just kind of check a box and just say, oh yeah, this is how I feel about this. And that, that f- how I feel about something is my, my intuition, right? I don't really like my job anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really like my, how my, where I live or, or I actually, I really like this. Mm-hmm. This this is really nice. Like and just those little tiny things, like the little bubbles. I think about them like bubbles that rise up in a in a soda water, you know, where you're like it comes out of nowhere and it appears and it has a life and then poof, you know, you're like if you notice it passing by, you can pick up on the value. Yeah. But if you don't pay attention, they just they're just going and you're not getting what their real value well, is. Well, there's two you know? things I wanna comment on in that share. That's so great. First, there is a distinct difference of feeling. I mean, well, maybe it's not super distinct when we first start trying to distinguish this, but a distinct difference when we feel perceptible, quote unquote, truth. So like, I really want to leave my job or I really like doing this. Wow. Like the the examples you were giving that there's a, if it's quote unquote truth to us, like sort of true intuition it feel there's a peace connected to it there's a groundedness there's a there's like a a calm connected to that feeling versus something where we want certainty or conviction and we are even if we're trying to convince ourselves that we want to leave our job or we want to or we like whatever this thing again using those examples if there's a resistance to it or a fear driving it or just some subtle resistance to something you're not addressing, you'll there's a subtle feeling that there's a little bit of 
it's like almost a brittleness to the feeling. It's not calm. It's not like grounded. There's something different, at least for me, when I feel the difference of those things. So I wanted to bring that up to share to share that because people ask that question a lot. How do you tell the difference? And so it's we have to, which brings me to the second thing I want to comment on about what you share, Jay, is you f- are meditating, aka there's your time is spent with yourself. There has to be space from distraction and connection for with other people and engagement, active engagement. We not that we can't have intuitions bubble up when we're doing things, when we're experiencing other people. They absolutely can and they do. So I'm not saying they don't, but it's one of those practices that if we give ourselves time and space, there's a higher likelihood that we will have those bubbles of intuition will lift up in us. I want to share one last thing that's connected to that is I'm listening to this masterclass right now uh, with this amazing historian. I totally forget her name, but she's awesome. She's talking about three different American presidents and every one of them had significant practices and significant meaning deliberate, deliberate practices to go and have space away from the White House, away from constant engagement so that they could have these intuitions bubble up. And some of the most critical turning points in history came from those moments where intuitions bubbled up for them and they made pivotal decisions for this country. So Sorry, so I want to comment on a couple of things there. Um, One of the things that you said is spending time in a quiet place within ourselves, learning to recognize our own thoughts is going to help us develop the skill. I'm putting words in, I'm I'm putting words behind what I heard you say. And these are my words, right? Um, When we spend time purposefully listening to our own thoughts and becoming aware of our bodies and how we feel and what we're feeling and why we're feeling it and and just digging into this awarenesses of self we can then become better attuned at recognizing them when we're in a busier situation right so if things are hectic and there's a lot going on it can be very hard to be aware of what i'm feeling inside because there's so much external stimuli coming in so we need a practiced skill set, a developed skill set to be able to say, you know, regardless of all this external stimulation and external distraction, this is where I'm at with this. Yeah. And being able to do that. Now, the other one that I think I heard you say in there is similar but different. And I can relate to this personally where okay, I have a million things going on in my life. I'm trying to check a hundred different boxes for my own personal life goals. And in order to really hear myself, my inner voice, my inner instinct, tell me what I need to hear. I need to turn off enough of the noise around me to be able to allow the space for that knowing to come up. It's like there's, you need to relieve the pressure of all these external stimuli. And so I can think about the concept of how many times in my life have I been riding my bike, paddling my surfboard, hiking, 
doing something that's flow, mm-hmm. it's almost always some flow state experience where I'm in flow somewhere where I'm not thinking, right? Because flow is releasing thought. <laughs> and I'm in some flow and all of a sudden, boink, there's some <laughs> bubble with no, a, a bubble of knowledge, mm-hmm. a bubble of awareness that says, this is what you care about. This is what's important. This is where you make your next pivot, your next move, the thing that is important to you. And you're like, yeah, yeah. And the, and the only time that those really key insights are all given the space to have a voice was when you turn off enough thought. And so, you know, flow and meditation, these are pretty much the same thing. You yeah. know, there's a yeah, lot of yeah. different schools Agreed. of thought on it now, right? Yeah. So. No, totally. Uh, the practice of stepping away from and creativity and intuition, not the same thing per se, but I definitely have them fall in the same category. Maybe it's because I feel and and am called to creative uh, expression in my life and in my work that when I'm walking in nature or I get away from the computer or I change my environment or I just move something, that that disruption of the where my brain has been, like focus, trenching sort of with these guidelines around it, Inevitably, when I get outside and go for a walk or I do a workout or I whatever, just meditate, take a nap, do some laundry, it could be anything that just changes my energetic situation, that so often helps me move through times when I'm blocked. And this is very consistent as a writer, if I'm putting a presentation together for a big meeting, like I can get really wrapped around, okay, I, I want this meeting to be awesome. I want to be really prepared for it. I want to have all the, the data points and I want all the information, the all ideas collected in a great, great format because I care. I'm a, I'm a, we've talked about this many times. I'm a high, I like to deliver at a high level. And so if I'm feeling any types of stuckness around that type of work, that stepping away can really help. And I believe that's intuition coming in to help me put those pieces together in the way that's going to make me go, yes, okay, I'm ready. This is good. So hang on a second. There's a few different things that I'm kind of swirling around in my head right now. And I want to go back to, and I want to do this for, for our listeners, specifically to root back to how do I really tune into these awarenesses? It's a body thing, mm-hmm. right? It's a presence in the body. It's not so much in our mind. It's more of, I feel, mm-hmm. I feel something. Something is bubbling up. I feel antsy or I feel edgy or I feel uncomfortable. Those are all on the negative perspective side of things like a, a uncomfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say these are all negative. And, or I feel really good about this. This feels right. You know, I, I feel positive. I feel engaged. I feel effortless. You know, I feel connected. So all positive senses. And either of these can be the drivers for me to be like, no, 
totally I'm making the right decision here. I'm on the right path. All these things are anchoring me to say yes, intuition, correct. Or all these things are telling me something's wrong, change the path, make an adjustment, mm-hmm. whatever needs to happen. And But it's very much a body sensation because I'm going to throw an example on the table here of one two actually i'm gonna do two i love it i'm gonna use one ring it they're both the same (laughs) they're both the same and i took different actions i love it okay so about a half a dozen years ago i was in switzerland and i had flown to switzerland taken the train for hours gotten up to the valley i made a bunch of base jumps i'm standing on uh, exit platform in my wingsuit i've literally geared up I'm zipping everything up and something is just telling me to stop. Like just, I feel, I feel edgy. I feel antsy. Something's wrong. I'm not feeling that like stoke. I'm not feel. I'm not feeling it. That's the thing. Like I'm not feeling it. I'm like, I'm not having fun. Something's wrong. I don't, I just, I'm paying attention to what I'm feeling. And I know the difference between I'm afraid because I should be afraid. There's a lot of reasons to be afraid, mm-hmm. right? Fear's worth listening to. Okay, thank you, fear. I respect all those things. Recognize all those dangers. I've quantified them. I've measured them and said, this is a risk I'm willing to take. Okay, good. Now, how do I feel about taking this risk? And when I go, I don't really feel good about taking this risk, then I'm not going to do it. So I've literally stood on the exit point and just said, you know what? I'm not feeling this take my helmet off, take my suit off, take my rig off, put everything back in the bag. And I didn't just go back to the hotel. I just went back to the hotel, changed my flight. Yeah. And I went home. I love that. And I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm not feeling it. And even though I've committed all this money and time, and this is when I'm going to be in Switzerland, and this is when I'm going to be meeting my goals, and I'm going to be doing this thing that's so important to me. And I've spent years, decades developing the skill set to be able to do it. And now I'm here to do what I love so much and I don't feel right about it and I'm walking away, you know, yeah. and just, and I don't need to make an excuse to anybody. I don't need to justify anything. I'm just walking away because I don't feel it. Yeah. Okay. And I walked away from that and I flew back home and I changed my plans and did something different that summer. And now I'm going to play the other one. And this is just recently. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I wrote about this a little bit. I was flying my glider. Mm-hmm. And I had this little flash, mm-hmm. like somebody f- literally like a flash bulb, little foomph, like a little foresight. And I was like, ooh. And I felt a cold wave go through my body, like, you're about to get hurt. Yeah. And I felt it. And it went all the way through. And my fingers, and I was like, ooh, it really creeped me out. I got that same feeling you got with that guy. Yeah. The exact same feeling. Uh. Right Awful. of just like oh this is oh 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 and I made a thought I'm like I should just land right now I should just land right now it's perfect conditions to be flying I've got all the skills there's no reason I shouldn't fly except I'm having a feeling that tells me I should land yeah and I made us came back around I thought oh maybe I'll try and land here it wasn't quite perfect and I didn't want to force it. But I got distracted and I was having fun. And instead of staying focused on landing, I could, you know what? 
I could have just turned right and went to the bottom and landed at the bottom. Right. There's nothing to stop me from just going to the bottom and landing at the bottom. <laughs> right. But I was egotistically attached to either landing on the top or just to keep flying. Yeah. And just to keep having a good time. Mm -hmm. And I ignored that wiggly feeling. And then what I think of as free will, the universe, whatever is going to happen that's going to teach me a lesson taught me a lesson and a mistake occurred and I crashed and I got hurt because of it. And I soon, I mean, the, the, as soon as the wing went whoosh and started to collapse, I'm like, you didn't listen. Like I, he didn't even hit the ground yet. Wow. And I already knew yeah. what was going on. I'm like, you didn't listen. You didn't, you didn't do it. You didn't pay attention to that instinct. And before it even hit the ground, I knew the injury that I was about to have, you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, it's amazing how in, how we can have these awarenesses if we just pay attention. And so, yeah, sometimes we listen yeah. and we avoid, and other times we don't and we learn. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> or we pay for it. Yeah, that's so... Well, I think everybody listening surely has those experiences where after the fact, they're like, I knew, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have X. I knew I shouldn't Everybody. have Y. We all have that. So Everybody. Yeah. I want to acknowledge the bravery it takes to do literally anything in life. <laughs> I'm totally not fucking kidding because we never know. Stay at home. If yeah, but we never how many know. People, how many people <laughs> never leave their couch because of that, right? Exactly. That's why I'm like, yeah. it's literally anything because either you're brave enough to walk away from all that experience, all the potential social judgment, all the whatever weird looks you might get for walking away and trusting your intuition in a danger scenario, right? You've got the potential mistake of not listening in a danger scenario and getting injured and having to deal with the repercussions of that. And then we've got the other side of the coin where we're feeling really good about it, but we're not feeling brave enough to act. It takes bravery to 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 follow something that feels right too, that quote unquote is right for us to take steps toward that because we're like, well, what if I fuck it up? What if it doesn't work out? What if I look like a fucking idiot and I'm humiliated? Like there's so many reasons to not go forward into the intuitions we know are right for us. And so anyway, I just want to acknowledge all of the bravery. You know what I mean? And because and same thing, if we choose not to follow something we know is right for us, there's a cost there as well. We might not get hurt, but we might spend our life wondering and, and feeling regretful of not following something that we felt really intuitively called toward. Not that we need to spend our life in regret. We can learn from that. But those that type of emotional pain is often the cost of not following our gut when it feels right and the hurt of whatever outcome is when we don't listen to our gut. Like we can't not have a conversation on intuition and talk about that. We all know this one, right? So I'm going to, I'm going to dive into it a little deeper because that's the whole point here. How, okay. Everybody listening. Think about a instant where you didn't go for something that you really wanted, right? And think about how no matter what, we're like, oh, God, dang it, dang it. I didn't, I, I stayed small. Mm -hmm. I didn't shine my light. I didn't go for it. 
didn't tell that person. I didn't do that thing. I didn't take that risk. We, I think that is almost more painful and hurts more in the longer, like living with that. It's not regret. It's just inaction. Yeah. Right. Living with that inaction, knowing we should have been action to take an action is almost worse than to me than living with, I took action when it was too much or I overdid something and now I, I have a repercussion because of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels worse just so if I go back to the body, I'm like, it feels worse to not try than it does to have screwed up trying. That's what I think yeah. for sure. For sure. For sure. That's why I feel yeah. like over time, the my ability to be brave, to act has totally grown. I mean, I used to be much more meek. I used to be much more afraid to speak. I used to be much more afraid of conflict. And over time and experience of stepping forward into into things, you learn, oh, oh, even if you fuck it up, you survive. You learn. You get better. So, yeah, there might be a period after screwing up where you're gun shy, where you're having to recoil and integrate and and learn and potentially heal depending on what it is that you experienced. But inevitably, over the long term, everything serves us to be better at saying yes and saying no in the times when each are right for us. I want to put uh, another example up um, because I really feel this is one of my personal favorites with regard to instinct or intuition. Uh, So blessed to have taken, to have had the opportunity and to have made the opportunity a reality Um, in 2012, hiking the Appalachian Trail with my partner at the time, Fernanda. And one of the things that we pointedly did during that five month long cross country hike was every night when you're picking the place where you're going to set up your tent or if you're going to stay in a shelter or whatever it is, you're trying to choose where you're going to stop and where you're going to sleep. There is going to be a set of experiences that are going to be as a result of how you choose where you're going to camp. Now, when you're walking down the trail and you come across a perfect spot where it's nice and flat, the ground's soft, there's not too many rocks, there's a perfect spot to set up a tent, you're like, wow, okay, great. If we stop right here, I can set the tent up really easily, it's going to be comfortable, it's going to be convenient, and my life will be easier because of it, and we can have an, an, an effortless evening of setting up our camp and tearing down in the morning keep going but we did this practice every single time of like we when we see a spot we go how do i feel about this though is this the right place to stop just because it looks perfect and it's a beautiful place to stop doesn't mean i feel like it's the right place and every time whichever way we chose whether we said yes this is the spot let's stay here or whether you go, everything's perfect about this, but we're still going to keep going even though the sunset's coming and it's going to get harder and harder to find something and we feel like there's nothing on the map, but something tells me it's just not the right spot. We'll come around a corner and there'll be some epic sunset view or some beautiful lakeside camping spot that's not on the map and you're like, yes, I'm so glad we walked past that 
opportunity behind us because now we're presented with like a 10 star lakefront sandy beach that you didn't even know was going to be there because of not attaching to having to take every opportunity. So that's the big takeaway from it is just because it's there doesn't mean that it's the the right choice, right? And so we would have something beautiful and just go, no, I don't feel like that's the right thing. Let's keep going. And other times we go, it's way too early. It's not time to stop yet, but I totally feel like we should stop. And then the next morning you hike for like five hours before you come to another spot that would have been good to camp at. You're like, oh my God, I'm so glad we stopped last night because I couldn't have hiked until eight o'clock at night, (laughs) which is how long it would have taken, you know? So it plays every time. So I, my offer to the listener here is think about whatever, wherever there's a repetitive pattern in your life where you're going to be given the option to do something or not do something and use those opportunities to lean into developing the skill of listening to your instinct and just allowing your inner feeling, that inner knowing to drive that yes or no type scenario. And there's going to be lots of opportunities in each of our lives that are, you know, we're only each going to know about. Yeah, for sure. The alternate side of that coin, what you just shared about is when we feel resistance to something and it's still an intuitive yes. Writing is a perfect example of this for me. I have been a writer for 11 plus years or more, and I still experience often high resistance to doing it. Yet, if I really check myself, it is totally intuitively aligned. And I've we mentioned this in our in, intention episode about one of my intentions being be seen that I got from ceremony. I've I've felt that pre-ceremony uh, that was it was reasserted in ceremony. So it was not even like a new discovery for me, but there's all like very much been a calling to quote unquote be seen. And interestingly, a new a friend of mine just started a new podcast. It's called Superhumans. And I love the premise of it because it's basically the premise that our stories are medicine. So our stories are medicine for other people. And I feel like intuitively I've been connected to that that idea for a very long time. Like I, if I'm telling my story and I'm and I'm being seen, I'm being out there raw and real in the world. Trust the journey is a great example. I am giving myself medicine and I'm giving anybody who hears and, and connects to my story medicine. And that I love that deeply. And so even though I'm resisting writing, I know intuitively it's something I want to do. So I do it. That's the keeping your nose to the grindstone kind of thing, right? Where we we feel doing the hard work, right, can be challenging and we can feel intimidated by whatever obstacle we have in our path. But the bigger picture goal is of more value than giving into the obstacle. And so that staying the course, staying true to ourselves, following through on our commitments to ourselves Mm -hmm. is what we're really talking about here. Yeah. And without the intuition, without the sort of purposeful pull, 
that that's connected oh. to intuition, there's no way I would ever have the energy or motivation to do it. Never in a fucking million years. It is hard. Like anybody who's a writer knows how hard it is. It's just anyway, keep please you share. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I you know, you made me realize the exact the mirror to what you're talking about here from in my own experience is swooping. Yeah. This is stupid. If you ever think of a dumb thing to do with your life, that's it, right? Like, I'm going to wing, I'm going to jump out of a plane, take some little piece of nylon, spin around in circles, and then I'm going to barely miss hitting the ground, and and then I'm going to land over there. And that's the, what? This is dumb. I know. I love right? that about skydiving. This is super dumb. I love it about yeah. skydiving. It's so dumb. And you're like, but it's, yeah, we love it. But uh, But my instinct, okay, so my instinct, my intuition was like, do this like you need to do this you need and i'm like this is stupid my intellectual brain is like you are gonna be broke you're gonna probably get hurt you're gonna struggle there's no medical coverage like all the things tell me this is the wrong i'm a intelligent person i know how to look at a situation and go is this a good decision i go, no that's a bad decision that's a dumb thing to do yep. but every part of my being said, this is what you need to do with your life, Jay. And when I was going, okay, I have nothing. I have no money. I have no clarity. I have no security. I have nothing. I'm so happy. I am so happy right now. I'm having the best time of my life. Yeah. Well, and you point to an important part of, of the practice of of trusting intuition and acting toward intuition is a lot of times we are not going to know if it's the right decision. Almost we're, we're never going to know if it's the right decision really because we haven't experienced the outcome from making said decision. And so there requires a trust and a surrender to, to you doing that. I am, going, I am choosing. I am giving in. I am deciding consciously to trust my intuition and I'm going to go forth with that direction. An example of that for me is the world tour where I was like, I don't have any fucking idea why this is the right thing for me. I can definitely not afford it. I'm fucking heartbroken. I probably should be sleeping on a couch, you know, with my mom giving me chicken soup or some shit. But I was like, you know, I was like, this is, I have to see this through. There was some part of me that was was called to that. And I kept checking in because I could have gone home on multiple points of that journey. And I'm sure that would have been fine too. But I think in retrospect, for me, like the, the specificity of that experience, what it gave me was it gave me access to a, an awareness of my strength that I didn't have before. Seeing it fully through, following through, despite the pain I was in, I was like, I ended that experience, even though I still had tons more healing to do, I was like, fuck, I did that. Whoa. Even And so that trust felt was a, was a powerful experience for me to persist, even though I had no idea what the value would be. I just trusted it would come. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you, and I definitely feel you. Yeah. I think that's it. You know, feeling is the key yeah. there. It really is learning to recognize the difference between what we're thinking, what we planned, yep. and what we're feeling. Connection to the body. Right. It's so, yeah. so critical. It's fascinating. Yeah. I really do love um, the comments that we were about flow i think that 
um, there's feel like there's two different kinds of intuition, right? There's or in, 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 in intuitive knowing there's the kind that's like in the moment and the kind that's kind of a precursor mm -hmm. or a yeah. general awareness, yeah. right? So I have my paragliding examples, a perfect example of in the moment. I'm, I'm doing something and suddenly I'm like, ooh, I feel, I feel, yep. right? Then there's the different one. It's a, it's a feeling relating to what I'm doing at the time. And the other one is the feeling relating to what I'm doing overall, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And maybe it's not what I'm doing at that time. But it's a feeling about my greater sense of self. And so that's the choosing to stay on the path of becoming a canopy pilot or choosing to be a writer and to continue writing or, you know, choosing to um, whatever it might be. Stop smoking, you mm -hmm. know, the decision, the decisions made. And I'm like, I know this is the right thing for me. I know this, you know. Even if I don't feel good about it, like quitting smoking is a great example where you make a decision to to not do something because you know that it's unhealthy. We know that it's not it's a waste of money. It, it none of the things are positive about. It. There's no positives about it at all, and the body will still try to trick you into thinking that you want it or need it, and the gut knows that you don't, right? But the mind will get rewired and short-circuited, tricked by nicotine's reconstructive pattern building yep. to make you think that you want or need something. And then the inner knowing knows what's really best for me is if I let this go, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's just amazing. All we got to do is stay, uh, stay connected to that knowing, right? Stay connected to that awareness. Yeah. For some reason, I wanted to say this, since it's an episode on intuition, I'm going to say it. Uh <laughs> is uh, the Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink, is a really cool read on intuition. And it's usually in, it's in the moment stuff, but it's, I read it a long time ago, but it's really good. Me so too. I would recommend it. Any other final Any... thoughts, my dear? Um, I think the, the one thing that I would give to our listeners as we wrap up this talk on intuition is, Speaking up, I would say the the number one thing that I have learned in my life through the examples that I've been lucky enough and blessed to have around me that have been shining examples of people who are willing to take a risk by speaking up for what they believe in or what they know is right and using your voice to the whole thing we started talking about earlier with we're born into this world with a conscience, a soul that knows what's right and wrong. Children know the difference right away. We're children our whole lives. We never stop being children. We just think we shouldn't be. We should be. We should be children our whole lives. And we should listen to those inner knowings. And when we know that something, somebody should say something about that, that somebody's you. You should say something about that. If you feel like it should be mentioned, mention it. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Probably everybody's thinking the same thing you're thinking. Absolutely. Majority is probably going to be that everybody is standing there too afraid to comment and speak up about what needs to be spoken on. You hear my voice getting raised. I know. I'm getting excited. <laughs> I know. Because like, anytime that I've pushed through my fear to say, hey, 
that shouldn't be happening or hey guys this is what should be happening that's another one like let's point this in the direction we want it to go in rather than being trapped in what we don't want it to go in or where you know whatever fear is starting to take control of the situation but don't be afraid to use your voice lean into that strength speak up the worst thing that's going to happen is nothing you're going to learn to do a better job of it the next time well and also just to put a pin in that too is that even if most people aren't thinking what you're thinking remember that the classic experience everyone is crazy until they're a genius so like people who have changed the world who have really made impacts in this world and helped change things for the better are the ones who go against what is the status quo because that's what it takes so i love it i fucking love that Thank you yeah. for saying all that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm for like, sure. oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we love you guys so much. As always, we love you. Love you. You know, thank you for being with us. If this inspired you, share. Please, by all means, share. Subscribe if you're a new listener. Uh, join the family if you want to join us. Jay, anything else? Smash that like button. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing that. I watch so much smash stuff and I'm so sick like of hearing that. that. Smash that like I've button. I've like, heard that. But, That's fucking no. funny. Oh my God. But you know, this is it. This is social media. We, you know, getting our voice out there. The only way that we spread the message in this modern time is through the one-to-one share and it's through subscribing, it's through liking, it's through sending this to somebody that's going to get value from it. It's through supporting on Patreon or whatever way that you can support. Um, and we'd love to have you in the in the Trust the Journey family. It's a specifically curated space that's safe for everybody to express themselves in whatever way. If you feel like, blah, or you feel like, I really need a hug, or you feel like, I'm so proud of myself lately, or whatever, you could do that safely there. And everybody's going to be there to support whatever part of your journey you're in uh because we're all on the same journey together and who knows what's going on this is also okay one last plan one last thought this is my this is my favorite (laughs) thought lately so we're born and we live our whole lives and the entire time nobody has a fucking clue what's going on nobody 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 knows nobody has a clue what's going on that people know what they're doing they're wrong Nobody Nobody has a clue. (laughs) Nobody knows what's going on. So don't be afraid. Just go for it. Listen to your gut. Nobody knows. They're not right. There's nobody's right. Exactly. Oh, my God. Nobody knows what's going on. On that note, my friends. Then we die. Yeah, and then we die. So until then, keep laughing, keep loving, and keep trusting the journey. Trusting the journey. (laughs) I love it. Bye, everyone. Bye.